Holy God, this morning may the words of my mouth, indeed may the meditation of all of our hearts be acceptable in your sight. O Lord, our strength and our redeemer. Amen. So what was Jesus thinking when he said those words from the cross, woman, behold your son, and to his disciple, behold your mother? Certainly, it's not as the drama portrayed. He was certainly not crazy. He certainly wasn't because he didn't know who his own mother was. No, in one sense, even from the cross, he was planning to take care of his mother after his death by giving over her care to the one disciple who was there at the foot of the cross, his beloved disciple. And according to some traditions, Mary then spent out the rest of her days with John, the beloved disciple. During this season of Lent, we are looking at Jesus' final words from the cross because last words mean something. Two weeks ago, we listened as Jesus said, Father, forgive them for they do not know what they're doing. And then last week, when he told the thief to his side, today you will be with me in paradise. And then today, woman, behold your son. And to his disciple, behold your mother. Last words hold some meaning. There's a, a story in my own family about my grandmother and my grandfather back in the 30s when they got together. They uh, lived out in the country, and they were next-door neighbors, which meant they lived about a mile apart um, because they were both farming families. My grandfather's mother had been ill for some time. They, they never really told me what she was ill with. Maybe they weren't sure at the time, but she became bedridden. And as she was bedridden, she even eventually lost the ability to speak. My grandmother, as a 20-something-year-old, would go over there and, as a good neighbor would do, and bring food from her family to the Jeffrey family, uh, bring desserts, bring words, uh, bring help <clears throat> in whatever way she could. And on one of her visits, um, she was there at the bedside, and, and my grandfather and grandmother had begun courting. I should, I should add that part. And, and she, when she was there bringing some food, my grandfather's mother by finger, told her son to come over to the bedside. And, and he went over to the bedside, and then she looked over at my grandmother and had her come over to the bedside, and then she took each of their hands and put them together. <laughs> well, they understood very clearly, not only was she giving them her blessing, she was also saying, hey, you two, get married. <laughs> and they did on the next day that it wasn't too wet to plow. Um, and so, they, it was such a romantic story. <laughs> I think romance may have been a little different in the 30s, uh, at least for them in the West Texas. Final words mean something. They carry a lot of weight. And yet, I think that there is a deeper meaning to Jesus' words from the cross other than simply wanting his mother taken care of for the rest of his, her life. Jesus, right there from the cross, was redrawing family lines. As he lived and did that, he also did that in his death. 
The scripture that was quoted by our drama character today is found in Matthew's gospel in the 12th chapter. While Jesus was speaking to the crowds, his mothers and brothers stood outside and asked to speak with him. And someone said to him, look, your mother and brothers are outside wanting to speak with you. And Jesus replied, who is my mother? Who are my brothers? And he stretched out his hand at his disciples and he said, look, here are my mother and my brothers. For whoever does the will of my Father in heaven, that is my mother and my brothers and my sisters. I love how when we baptize in this church, and Leanne talked about it in, in the children's time, whether it's an infant or whether it is an adult, we always ask you, the congregation, will you nurture one another in the Christian faith and life and include those now before you in your care? And every single time, without fail, you answer, with God's help, we will proclaim the good news and live according to the example of Christ. We will surround these persons with a community of love and forgiveness that they may grow in their service to others. We'll pray for them that they may be true disciples who walk in the way that leads to life. Those sound like family ties to me. As we expand our family each time we draw someone else in, in, in baptism. And, and so here's my question for you. When have you seen examples in your own life and in your own uh, part of this community where family lines have been redrawn due to our faith in Christ? When have you participated in redrawing family lines along those way? And, and when have you benefited from someone else expanding those family lines um, to include you as well? One of the wonderful things about being the pastor is I get a chance to sort of have a bird's eye view of what is going on in the life of the church. And, and so I've gotten to see those family ties as they've been stretched and changed and morphed. I, I've seen adults who every single Sunday afternoon over the course of an entire school year gather together with a group of 6th and 7th graders through confirmation. And they bond with one particular student, and they're there for them, and they, they talk about things of the faith with them. They walk that road of faith, and they do it for the whole school year, and then even beyond. Often those relationships have been made. Family ties that have grown and strengthened. I, I know of at least one young family in our church who have sort of adopted one of our, our senior widows in the church. And, and they make sure that they sort of check in on this person. They, they take their young child to go and to play with this person and bring, uh, bring her into their family in that way. And they keep a lookout for her. Family ties that have been stretched and grown. <clears throat> I can't even count how many times I've seen different Sunday school classes rally around each other as, as the members of that class go through some of life's hardest moments. <clears throat> I've seen you reach out in care to each other, providing cards and meals and rides to doctors and dropping everything in order to be, be able to reach out to each other. Family lines that are redrawn and made bigger. We have, they call themselves a tribe of young adults uh, who, who get together, and they get together every single Sunday afternoon. They gather together and they do life together, sometimes at the church, sometimes in each other's homes, and, 
and I've seen how they have expanded those family ties. They care for each other's children when they need to. They prepare meals when they need to. They'll drop everything if there's a crisis and take care of each other. That happened just yesterday. As a matter of fact, I, I got a call from my daughter um, who had gone to Ham and had purchased a big, heavy um, dresser for Olivia, my three-year-old, the most precious. Well, you know, I have two precious granddaughters now, so I can't really give her that most precious anymore. The three-year-old granddaughter had gone with her mom to Ham. Well, they got the dresser into the van, but the problem was they then didn't have room for Olivia and the car seat, so called me, and I went to Ham, got Olivia, and went back to Laura's house. So here we were, Laura and Olivia and I, and a big dresser in the back of her van. Her husband wasn't home yet, and even when he was going to get home, he's broken right now. Um, <clears throat> his back issues right now, I should clarify that. He wasn't going to be any help. And so I picked up the phone. I didn't hesitate. I called one of the young adults that live in that area. Boom. He came over, and the dresser got out and put where it was needed to be. Family lines just keep getting redrawn. I've seen you over and again, many of you that function as greeters or as ushers who intentionally welcome newcomers into this family who seek to push out those lines of families to others as they come in, to invite them in and invite them into your small group, uh, to encourage them to be involved and learn their names and speak to them when they come back. There's another set of folks who, who greet, you don't even see them because they come for weekday learning center events or they come for concerts, they come at, at off hours again in order to intentionally welcome others into the life of this church, pushing out those family ties and redrawing them. Look, Jesus said, here are my mother and my brother. Everyone who does the will of my Father in heaven, that's my mother and my brother and my sisters. I love how he redrew family lines and how we do as well, and, and it extends even beyond the walls of this church. I've seen you reach out through Family Promise. We're one of 12 churches in our area who once a quarter have those that are transitionally homeless that come and stay here for a week. It's coming up again, by the way. Palm Sunday to Easter Sunday is when they'll be here in our church. Up to three families. They come and they spend the night here. And, and it requires many of you. And you give up an evening to come and sit with those families and you learn their children's name and you have conversations. You bring food to feed them. You give them well wishes. And for some of you, you even go when they graduate um, from Family Promise and get to move into their own place, no longer homeless, and you celebrate with them. Many of you push out those family lines as well through Saturday's Child, the, the feeding program that we have for those that are food insecure, those names that we get from the Oaks and Timbers Elementary. And, and all of our small groups participate in, in feeding each Saturday. We keep these families for a full year. And so many of the small groups, especially where you have the same driver each time that you go, get to know those families and they get to know you. And, and you extend those bonds of family by, by recognizing their children and, and speaking to them. Then there's the mentoring program through Kids Hope. So many of you that, that give an hour of your time every single week during the school year uh, to just be with the child and say, I'm here for you. We'll play a game. 
We'll have a conversation. I care about you. And drawing those family lines out, and many of you keep the same child all the way through their elementary years. Jesus pulled out the family lines, and it is wonderful to see, as you do as well. And then, there's, I haven't even started the, the ones that are way outside the church, the mission trips, the dynamic dollars, those $1 bills that we put in the plate to go to organizations to, to help them help others. Mission trips, Big House, and UM Army working on people's homes that, that you're never going to see again, and yet you want them to know the love of Christ and the family of Christ. And then there's that special shout-out to people who literally change their family ties, <clears throat> those who foster children, who give love and care to someone else's children just because those children need love and care. There, there are those step moms and dads, those, those families that become blended, and you choose to love another person's child as you love your own. <clears throat> and then there are those adoptive families who say to a child, I choose you, and change those family ties. And, and we're standing in good stead when we begin to recognize that, that when Jesus says, who's my mother and brother and sisters and father, it, it's us and it's beyond us, and it's the whole human race, and we stand in good stead when we, when we think along those lines, all the way back to the 12th chapter of Genesis, when Abraham was called by God to leave his homeland, to go to another place, and he would receive a blessing. But God also told Abraham, through you, all the families of the earth will be blessed. We see that Paul recognized that as well in his letter to the church in Ephesus in, in Ephesians chapter 3, that, that beautiful prayer that says, I bow my knees before the Father from whom every family in heaven and on earth takes its name. See, the truth is, friends, we are all related. The truth is that all Christians are related. The truth is that the entire human race is related. We are all family. This morning, I invite you to, to look around the sanctuary. Now, that does require you pivoting your head from one side to the other. Look around for just a moment. And as you look around, I want you to hear, look, behold your mother. Behold your father. Behold your son, behold your daughter, behold your brothers and your sisters. May we believe it. And may we live like we believe it. Let us pray. Gracious God, how we give you thanks for the example of Jesus who showed us that, that we are all family. Help us, O oh God, to believe that, and help us, O oh God, to live as though we believe it. In Christ's name, amen.